first sex lesson was administered by the actual homeroom teacher. And he gave us like 20 minutes to laugh. He goes, goes, all right, look at this, get it out of your system. And I recall like the laughing period being over, but I was nowhere near done (laughs) with the laughter needed for the penis and vagina models and all the the talk that was coming. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. (laughs) Joined as ever by the intrepid Julio Gallarotti, the Buzz Lightyear of podcasting. The Buzz Buzz Lightyear of comedy. that's right. To infinity and beyond. Yeah. Baby. Here we are. (laughs) I rolled with it. As always, in our lovely purple chairs. Purple chairs. Which always feel comfortable for the first 20 minutes and then become deeply uncomfortable after that. I find them comfortable. You think that these chairs have decent lumbar support? Uh, I'm more of a sloucher than you, Yeah, these are slouch chairs. These are slouchies. Yeah. Slouchy boys. You feel like a slouch potato in these. (laughs) Well... Um, good to see you, old boy. Big Francis in the mix. I, uh, I had a bit of a fun weekend. I played some golf. Dude, I felt Francis called me, um, and I just like straight up don't have phone call service at my parents' house. Like I could like FaceTime audio, but I'm like, this is just pointless. And then I, why do you say that that's pointless? Because it's just like such a thing. Like now I'm FaceTime audioing you. Dude, and like, that but, is so silly. No, but okay, but the Wi-Fi doesn't work as well downstairs. Oh. It's just like one of those things where I'm like, I don't want to call you on Saturday and have it be like, up, up, yeah, No, up. I agree with that. Yeah. You know? But I would say that FaceTime audio, once I discovered it, was a groundbreaking thing it to have good. found out about in my life. It is good. Because then you, the audio quality is incredible and... You can call people in Europe and stuff and not incur long distance fees. I know, which is and great. <laughs> but you don't have to be on your best looks yeah, because you're not full FaceTiming. Totally. It's not as intimate and you know revealing as a FaceTime. It's not as steady if you don't have really good connection, though. Yeah, fair. But it's good. Whatever. So when that happens sometimes, when my friends call me, I can kind of tell which of my friends are more... There's specific examples. I'm not actually sure about Francis, which is why I'm glad we're talking about this now. But like sometimes if somebody calls and you don't answer and then you don't call them back, like I sometimes worry the implications of that. Like we are now, we're on the eve of this big Francis moment. Oh. Camaraderie's high. Big team moment. Big team moment. Big are you Francis- talking about the wedding? Yes. Oh, sure. That is yeah. a big Francis moment. Big Francis moment. But it's also a big team moment. It is a big team moment. The boys will all be- The whole a- team's coming. The boys will all be in attendance. There won't be a dry eye in the room. I'll be looking at Chris specifically to see if a tear has dribbled down his gonna cheek. He's going to be laughing. Chris is just an emotional basket You're going to be crying, Chris? <laughs> Chris is an emotional basket case. Uh, we have te- having technical difficulties with Chris's mic. Mm. Hello, sorry. Oh, There's a power switch on this. Yeah, oh, I'm going to be crying like a little Are baby. Are you really? Oh, yeah. Dude, I've seen you every single day for the past, or every, I've seen you more than most of my friends. Yeah. Then, yeah. That's true. Me and Hillary oh, are just going to be bawling our eyes out. The emotion. I actually is, thought about this. This is really exciting. <laughs> I can't believe it. I wonder what is going to be the part that you're crying at. 
There's no part about it, bro. Yes. What is the part? There's a part. It's just overwhelmed by emotion of the significance of the moment. Yeah. You think? Yes, dude. Not a specific word or speech? No, it's not like, oh, the second he saw Sierra's <laughs> corsage or whatever. I don't know. That's, that's the thing for the prom, I believe. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> it's not going to be like, oh, the second I saw the way that custom suit fit Francis's shoulders, that was it. So you don't... Okay, so so <laughs> let's, let's, let's walk through it, right? So we're all, we're all chilling, and we're at the ceremony starting. The, the you know little band little trio of string people i don't even know what we have but <laughs> let's call it, let's say we've got a harp player up in the tree somewhere very nice i don't know it's just perched up there very with a little nice a touch, little or harp I, I don't know what a little or harp might be it might be a harpsicola <laughs> i don't think that's right a harpy harp harpsichord but isn't a harpsichord a uh anyway you get what i'm talking about a little a little, a lute. A little harp no a lute's a woodwind yeah, that's they're plucked rather than hit with a hammer. Oh, they are plucked. Oh, how interesting! Is it big? Uh, yeah, it's about the same size as a regular piano. See, we don't want that up in the tree. <laughs> uh, maybe a flute. We want someone up in the tree with a small seven, six to seven string instrument, which he can cradle in the crook of his arm and play like a like he's summoning the elves to to dinner. That's nice. So that's what we've got. I'm up there, you know. Waiting for my bride. I think that's the moment when when she's walking up to you. And I you think look it's at yeah, each other. I think it's when the music changes. Oh, yeah. Everyone stands yeah. and we see her drift in as yeah. though on a dream. The yeah. bride's beauty will you know, be too much for Chris to handle. Maybe her maybe her gown is is in the crudge thinking about it. is over <laughs> her feet, so we can't even we Chris can't even tell that she's speak. walking on the ground. She's <laughs> floating across the the uh, sort of. Of course, yes. Thin layer of fog that somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that song. I don't want that shit. I don't like that. I don't like that song. What's there's so many classic. Uh, Pasha Bell, that's the classic. Pasha Bell's. Canon? Am I saying it wrong? No. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But then there, there's other ones. The there's other ones that people play as the first song as the woman is coming down for the wedding. I don't want to do the traditional wedding song. Mm. Okay. Dun 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 dun. Oh, that too. Dun yeah, yeah. dun dun dun. That's bridal want... chorus Wagner. Yeah, I don't want that shit. <laughs> and then another one that people do a lot is um, you hear a lot of uh, that Coldplay song now. Clocks? No. No, the one that's like, uh, I oh. used to rule the world. Oh, oh dun, Viva La Vida. Dun, dun, Viva La Vida, which is a great dun, dun, song. Dun, dun, but I don't dun, think that that's the one I want either. I don't know what her, her entrance theme is going to be. It'd be cool if it were the stone cold, glass shattering <laughs> WWE entrance theme. Or the Undertaker, <laughs> just the deep <laughs> gong. Dong. <laughs> and then the eerie organ music. Well, anyway, so she's coming in. That's we all rise up. That's when you cry. Well, that's that's the first. That's the first reception of the tears, <laughs> and then once the gates are open, the gates are open. <laughs> Maybe you should give Chris a job to avoid this for him. Maybe he can be the ring bearer. Well, what if I just cry doing that? You know, I don't want to. He might cry doing that too. I love that. Chris Having is Chris with a little pillow holding it beneath, <laughs> I really like that image. Mm-hmm. Walking forward with the pillow, mm-hmm. that could be fun. Did you cry when I proposed to her? No, that was different because I was were, taking photos. You had a job. Stuff. To do. He was. He was. I had something else. Keeps his eye on the ball, which is yeah. confirmation of what you just said. That if he had a little, yeah. little side gig, give him there. a task. Also, 
I'm going to cry extra because I took photos. You, I was the only one to see you propose. That's right. No one else <laughs> saw that. Kojai was there, but. Yeah, but he's a. He's he, a dog. He just doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> he doesn't really know what happened there. Stupid animal. Uh, Ryan, are you going to cry? I tear up a little bit at weddings. I might cry a little bit. Ah. I'm very excited to see the invisible line between the two of you get smaller and smaller. Oh my God. She's approaching the altar. <laughs> That's going to be beautiful. A, and I'm excited for the speech. Look, look at this deep team we have. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> the depths that's, of That's really men. fun. Okay. So then, do you guys think I'm going to cry? I feel like probably not. I don't think I am for some reason. I, I feel like you. you might have one single tear. I don't cry about things from my life or within my life. I only cry about things from other people's lives. I only get emotional really over uh, over sad movies or things that I see. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but maybe that well, is we'll the see, moment dude. that your yeah. two lives combine into one. And the yeah, lives of others and the lives my of fear you. is that if I were to start crying, it would be you know thirteen years of backed up emotions that have been suppressed, <laughs> mm-hmm. bursting forth in an irre- irrecoverable <laughs> moment. To the degree that I would have to leave for a bit. <laughs> and then what? Jump in the What does everyone do while I'm getting my shit together? They'd be like, we knew it. And they'd be like, Julio, get up there and tell some fucking jokes. <laughs> hey, all right. <laughs> How you guys doing? Imagine uh, if Sierra had to sort of like hold me upright and rub my back. I know. I know. Give me a beach towel. I know. So that would be embarrassing. That would be cute. No, it'd be embarrassing. It would be nice. I'd look think. all puffy and mucusy, <laughs> weeping into her very nice wedding dress. She's never going to wear it again anyway. Yeah, use her veil as a napkin. <laughs> I don't know if she has a veil. Anyway, so, yeah. Okay, so, uh, anyway, the point is, I felt as if me not calling you back would be... Oh, that's what we were talking well, yeah. about. <laughs> was, a potential, like, mood, was a potential mood dampener. Like, here you were being like, I'm just going to call Julio see what he's up to and i don't answer and then you're like oh man he just saw my call and was like ah and didn't answer this is so funny and i don't want you to feel that way i I like answering your calls never have i ever felt that way i called you because i was extremely drunk (laughs) and a lot of the time when i'm really really drunk i will call you as you are the lighthouse on the shore of the seasick (laughs) inducing boat you plant my you are my you you can keep me i'm your north star yeah you just i'm like all right dude baby and by the way more often than not when i call you shit face you're shit face <laughs> hey and we can kind of just bond over funny. that what are you drinking uh, a little couple negronskis uh, okay blah 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 sounds good like anything else to report nope bye that's it that's the conversation and it's really pleasant I was so drunk. I was very disoriented. I was uh, also exhausted. Yeah. So I was fading kind of in and out, head lolling around the back of this Uber. It was an hour and a half Uber back from uh, this golf course we were playing at all day. And I was so tired. And uh, Sierra was having her bridal shower, which apparently is this thing that women do where uh, they all get together and... uh, Lay the bride to be on the ground and over a tarp and pee on her. <laughs> Not sure. I think it has Greek origins. Perhaps a Mediterranean <laughs> derivation. Peeing but, in the pot. 
Yeah. <laughs> they shower her with love. Shower her with pee. And uh, everyone gets to take a turn until the wells have rung dry. <laughs> and then they all go out to dinner or something. So what is the protocol for that? Like, I had asked you if you had been booted and you clarified that you had chosen to leave. I, I thought I was choosing. I thought I was being kind by by removing myself. I thought they wouldn't want me around. I don't think you're customarily. I don't think you're supposed to be there for that. Right. Am I wrong? I'm told maybe you show up later. Yeah, that's right. You maybe there's a thing at the end where the guy comes back and oh, here he is. Uh, you know, and then I have a distinct image of what that moment looks like. They do. They do some games, something about holding up a shoe, voting on stuff. Nice. I don't know. The delegation. All these things. Um, you just show up in your cool sunglasses and like your little outfit that yeah. is, is meant to look casual, but was very planned. Right. What's up, guys? Shaking the wrist as the best watch you have slides a couple centimeters lower to your comfort level. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe a little hat. Let me ask you a quick question. <laughs> have you seen the movie Gladiator recently? Uh, I think I remember it fairly well. You know when uh, Emperor Commodus, played by Joaquin Phoenix? What about him? When he... Uh, is trying to incite Maximus to violence the first time that he realizes that Maximus has survived the attempt on his life, which Commodus orchestrated. Mm-hmm. He goes into the ring after yeah, his first victory. Commodus, Max, Maximus removes his helmet as I am Maximus Decimus Meridius. Commander of the armies of the north. Yeah, father to a murdered wife, murdered son. Husband to a murdered wife. wife. And I shall have my vengeance this life for the next. Yes. And... Commodus starts saying, like, your wife squealed, blah, 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 like a oh, war yeah. as they ravaged her again and again. And Maximus keeps his cool and says, well, before I say what he says, back to Sierra's bridal shower. <laughs> she has now had, you know, there was our, I guess we had some, we, like, technically we kind of had an engagement party. And then she had a bachelorette party, and then this bridal shower. There's going to be a bridal brunch or lunch, bridal dinner. It's called the bridal dinner, right? Then the wedding. The bridal dinner is different from the. That's the rehearsal dinner, but it's called oh, the bridal dinner. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And I can't wait to look at her once we are towards the end of our wedding evening and say to her, what Maximus said to Commodus, which is, the time for honoring yourself will soon be at an end. (laughs) (laughs) When is it enough? How many times do you need to gather your friends and have them pee on you as a celebration of your pending nuptials i it's just at what point will women have had will be will they be satisfied will they be satisfied no i'm totally kidding I, she deserves it you know I, and the, i i brought this up to a, a friend of hers and i said you know don't you guys get a little tired of like whatever four gathered events before the wedding or whatever the hell it is and she goes well you know we all did it for each other mm-hmm. and so you know you're going to have it for yourself mm-hmm. and therefore it's it's just a total you look forward to it once it's your turn because mm-hmm. we do it for each other guys 
if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. So dude, so it's funny you mentioned that. This is an interesting concept that I hadn't really thought of. Somebody who we know um, was married, whatever. And I think that he got married later, like after his friends had already gotten married. Mm. And he made an interesting point about how if people get married earlier than the rest of the pack, it's interesting to see like who then f they have kids now. So they mm -hmm. forget the gift mm -hmm. or they kind of go stingy on the gift or they kind of start making budget cuts where you did not. And that has to be a tough pill to swallow. I think that's nothing to do with what you just said, but it reminded me of that. I think that's a great point. You get the, the wedding sort of fatigue just by being later in life and all of that. And let me tell you a, a tip that I've ascertained for myself, which I think could be really helpful. Uh, as you are advising the band or the DJ that you've hired to play music at your wedding, we put down a, a, a specific list of songs they should not play. Oh, okay. Which are just songs that have been beaten to absolute death. What is on the list? Is one of them, do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> September is on there. Uh, certainly Shout, Shout is on there. Um, we don't want to hear Uptown Funk anymore from Bruno Mars. We don't want to hear... Uh, Dude, by this point, the band's going to look at the at the restricted list and they're just going to start singing the national anthem or something. <laughs> There's going to be no more songs. Dude, the band <laughs> gave us a, a, a library to choose from and fun. they had probably, I don't know, fucking 300 songs like on there. a karaoke machine. Bro. Yeah. And it's, it's like there were so many songs on there. You know, another one we don't want to hear is like... Um, Oh, don't you dare look back. Just put your eyes on me. I hold them back. Shut up and dance. That oh, one gets yeah, played yeah, yeah. all Shut the time at weddings. Um, I don't want to hear that. There's so many songs that you just hear at so, so many weddings. I don't want to hear Mr. Brightside by The Killers again. How's that go again? Uh, coming out of my cage. Oh, no, but you just fine. Yeah. Sort of like the white wedding, white people wedding anthem. Okay. You know, sick of that shit. So we have really been selective in in the songs that we've chosen, and it's it going to be a kiss. Yeah. Right? Was that, uh, jealousy. Was, how is many that? times can you jump around with you at a wedding and sing every word to that song? What about that song? Jump around. Is that overplayed? Jump no. up, jump up. I don't know that down. I've ever seen a wedding jump, band jump, play that. Jump. House of Pain. <laughs> Jump around. I'll serve you house like John McEnroe. I think we're I think we're gonna do like a bunch of prints. Uh not a bunch, but some prints. Some seventies stuff, some sort of more dancey type things that should be played and cool. Like Will you perform a song at your mm -hmm. own wedding? No. Dude, that's hard. Would you ever it'd be one yeah. thing to like it'll be it'd be hard enough 
I mean, I, I might say a small speech or something. Thank everyone. I don't want to play a song, man. I'd have to. I'd be nervous. I don't want to be fucking. I don't want to feel I like feel I have you. to perform. I feel you. I want to for one night be off the hook. This is your night of of having to, you know, nail something. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm gonna have dude, to nail everything if, yeah, else. You're not off the totally off the table on yeah, having to nail something. Yeah, but you, know, you might have to nail one person. Me, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we already kind of agreed. Like, let's just see if we can get that out of the way. Morning of, <laughs> morning of the wedding. <laughs> Because, you know, I don't want to be thinking like, oh, boy, I hope I have enough energy left to consummate the marriage at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, with the samurai pills. We're going to be exhausted, exhausted by end of night And Saturday. you're flying out Sunday night? Yeah. Excellent. People Excellent have asked me, day. what's the part of the wedding you're looking more, most forward to? It's the flight. The flight out of there? It's the flight <laughs> to Kenya. Sweet, no. <laughs> i'm sure. being i'm kidding that's not true but um lots of fun stuff in so a yeah period of time i don't know man me nailing the wedding it's like make sure to trim my nose hairs mm-hmm. and pick up my suit mm-hmm. well, this kind of shit yeah dude oh yeah ah. hang obi baby hang obi mm. is there ever a time in your life where you say to yourself Things are going good more than when you've just cracked open a fresh, crisp hangover. I know. And in the, in the world of hangobi, in fact, the answer would be yes, because there's a lot of exciting news going down um, about the hangobi brand. First of all, cal- the Calm recipe is back. Calm is about to be back on the shelves, and we are super excited. Delicious flavor. Uh, hangobi is now in over 100 plus stores as well. Mm-hmm. When we started working with them, they weren't in any. Uh, and now they are all over the place, which is really exciting. They're launching a variety pack soon, uh, and things are just going super well, man. It's it's such an exciting time to be a fan of Hangobi, as we have been since yeah. the jump, because to see our beloved product that we we really do enjoy uh, becoming the the juggernaut that it is, you know, reaching so many new fans and friends alike. I, it just it's nice to have it to feel like we've been a little bit responsible in some way, but also to know that it deserves, you know, it's getting the recognition that it deserves. Yeah, man, we're part of it. It's amazing. The wake and the essentials are pillars of my household and my life. That's it. They are delicious. They are healthy. They'll give you the little boost you need, especially the wake. Uh, you know, it's got that healthy uh, green tea uh, caffeine in it. Just a little kick. Little, doesn't make you crash. Just a little bit of a pick me up. Good yep. for any occasion. And it's absolutely delicious. Throw a big block of ice in there. And watch that pour in. It's just really satisfying and delicious. It's also good as a mixer, we've learned. Mm-hmm. That's been a thing that's happened. Learned that uh, through the grapevine. Oh, yeah. Um, By grapevine, I mean our own experience. Our own experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, go to hangobi.com. Use promo code OOPSIMHUNG. You get 30% off of your order. Hell, yeah. Uh, Hangobi's about to be all over the place. Bigger retailers. You're about to start seeing it everywhere. We're really excited. So be the person in your friend group who discovered it. I was drinking that two years. You yeah, want to be that yeah, guy. Be the first Harry Potter reader. Be the first Harry Potter reader. Mm-hmm. Be the first Hangobi drinker. As this hand emerges from the ground, you too will emerge as the king of your group of friends. Hangobi.com, promo code Oops, I'm hung, 30% off. Go get some. I love shit like that because it's just so easy to do. Like, it's not, it's annoying, but like, it's easy to like complete the task. Complete, yeah. Completable tasks that don't require a ton of creativity. It's amazing. Totally. If being an assistant paid better, I would definitely be an assistant. I'd be open to it. 
on the phone with fucking your insurance. Oh, give a shit. Really? Yeah, dude. You can stomach all of that? Oh yeah, big time. Wow. I actually enjoy it. Easy, mindless tasks that just require time. But so no. often those those tasks do not that you know they don't go smoothly. Um, true, but like, well, in what way though? Like, okay, with the insurance stuff, like maybe there's a chance that the call drops or you have to keep calling until you get somebody who can like do what you want them to do type of thing. But it's, it's a completable task. I often usually. find that there's a strong disconnect between what one person says and then the next department that same, they patch dude. you through same, too. Same, 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 same. It's a fucking annoying. Which drives me crazy. Um, yeah. So, I the, don't know. The time for honoring yourself will soon be at an end. <laughs> are you fully immunized? Not yet. What, which one are you waiting on? They fucked it up again. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, dude. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Went to my physical. They did not have the yellow fever vaccine there. We know that we knew that part, but then weren't you going to the no, place that, that had it? I went to. I okay. Oh, you got the physical. So they didn't team. have Mount Sinai Health, and I have no problem dropping names because fuck this place. Mount Sinai Health was the people that I called because my primary care physician is works under their you know banner, and I had called their fucking teledispatcher person who told me that I could get all of the travel vaccinations that I needed, every single one of them, if I went to their travel vaccine place near Union Square. I went there. They did not have yellow fever. So I got the other ones. I scheduled another appointment for the next day to go get the yellow fever somewhere else. But then I had a physical. I did a physical on, on last Thursday. Okay. When was the last time you did a physical? I do them annually. Do you really? Yeah. Like pretty much like clockwork. Good for you. Thanks. Mine had been 2018. I remember yeah, we talked about how you you know, figured I'm healthy, I don't need one, which I think is totally fine. Mm-mm. But we're we're approaching the age where I I actually don't think we're there yet. We're approaching the age where you know, no matter how healthy we're being, we still need to have shit shoved up our ass and down our throat. But and, dude, this is you know. interesting. This guy told me that uh, they no longer really use the rectal exam for prostate exams. Oh, really? How do they do it now? I think um, it might be a blood test now or something. Because when you do the, the fingers, they've determined that it, it, it only can show you sort of the outside of the prostate or something. Interesting. It doesn't reveal a lot. It's a very surface level exam. Interesting. And so they've kind of phased it out. That's cool. And uh, I was thrilled to hear that. I Have never had, had to experience I've never that, had it yet. Nor had I. Um, he thinks that I need to start really looking at prostate stuff when I'm in my when I turn forty. 40 right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for now, that was a that was a huge win. And he said that there are <laughs> you had you had a you have a cholesterol thing though, right? Yeah. But that's con, that's uh is congenital the word. No, it's uh, hereditary. Hereditary. I had a. Uh, I did do a slate of of labs. It's really nice Blood when you tests. get those back and you're like fine. Well, everything was fine except for that lipoprotein A. My, My thing cholesterol that, was high. The thing that I have is that I have a slightly lower white blood cell count, but it's still barely within the the spectrum of what's normal, but just towards the lower end and it kind of like bums me out. That I'm just like I have like a fucking slightly pussy immune system. What can you do? Is there actually, anything you can do? I don't know. Could but you slowly said, start introducing minor infections to your life to try to 
<laughs> rally the army no interesting you say that i don't know if i've ever asked that i i think that as i had begun to ask that the last doctor was like you're good though dude. you're and you're within the healthy range i think for you something as simple as when you go to the market and you see various you know buckets of blueberries <laughs> buy the one that looks a little past the due date and eat the gross start yeah just start trying you know just uh next time you get a cut you know instead of cleaning it and then putting a band-aid on it i don't know rub, rub it some, on someone's rub face some peanut butter on there uh, do something <laughs> do something just just to give yourself a it's like uh <laughs> telling your immune system to, to do a, a little barry's boot camp <laughs> okay, that's right. what that is solid thank you for that you're welcome um <laughs> well i did i did the physical and he didn't not only did he not do the rectal thing but he also didn't look at my penis Oh, you didn't? No. That's nice. Like, grab your balls? He didn't do any of that. (laughs) And I was kind of worried. I kind of wanted him to. You wanted him to do the hernia check? I don't know. Just some some kind of full car wash. You're going to go ahead and drop your pants real quick? Yeah, well, you know what they always do? (laughs) They always tell you to put your shirt back on before they tell you to take your pants off. Mm, Interesting. Something about not being totally naked. naked. Mm -hmm. I like when they don't make me get into a little fucking smock. I'm back at like a normal doctor that like feels the one I was at before just was like treated me like a fucking lab rat. I felt like did they like make me get put on that stupid like forward facing cape mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that like closes in the back. I'm like, bro, what am I getting surgery here? Yeah, that's that's overkill. Um, but I did I did the uh, I did the blood test and then and the nurse that was administering the blood test laughed at me when I looked away. You don't like the pinch? I don't. I don't like watching the blood fill the tube. I don't watch. I don't like watching needles go in. Mm, I don't have a problem with the pain, but watching it, I can do without. I'm trying to think. I mean, the dentist for me, man, is the thing that really gets me. That doesn't bother me at all. I watch. I like watching the thing fill up. Oh, um, Ugh, I don't vaccines like it. don't bother me, uh, but yeah, dentists really. As soon as they un- unwrap the alcohol wipe and they wipe it, and that smell hits you, mm-hmm. and you know, okay, the next thing. Is that they're gonna pull out some light green capped syringe? They're gonna pop that thing off, and then there's gonna be a needle, and you're gonna see the needle. I don't want to see the needle. I sort of just turned my head, and she sort of scoffed at me. Wait for wait, but this is for the vaccine or for when they took blood? They took blood. Okay, well, but they're different. But the vaccines, I was looking away too. Vaccines, I don't like seeing the needle because sometimes it's really long, and I'm just like, damn, that's gonna go way into me, dude. Uh, which sucked. But the thing. This thing, uh, I don't mind looking at, but I hear you. Mm. I hear you. Dude, I don't know about you. I am psyched about the new Rule of Threads collection. Buddy, it makes me feel like we're going back to school. <laughs> it's that time of year where it's like, uh, I need new clothes to dear. impress all my friends. And the first and only place that I really need to look, Rule of Threads. RuleofThreads.com. I've graduated from going to Bob's, not Bob's Discount Furniture, the local... <laughs> department store where i was from was called bob's yeah. uh i would end up going reluctantly and picking out my new wardrobe guess what as an adult back to school shopping completely different animal all you got to do ruleofthreads.com everything you need guys seriously simplify your life if all you want is to look like a cool clean cut wonderful gentleman of the 21st century Mm-hmm. Rule of Threads has you covered with their clean, premium menswear basics. Really good stuff, guys. Uh, some of the best men's apparel that exists. The hoodies are sick. 
Uh, they have a really unique feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of, they almost feel like you could warm up, like it's something you'd wear to like warm up for a basketball. Spot game. on, spot but on. it's like super chic, super sleek. Yeah, you'll be feeling good in that. Great thing. polos, everything yep. fits well. It's all flattering. Uh, and the big T's too, bro. Yeah, the big T's are so sick. Big T. And in fact, speaking of big T, Big G, when he saw me wearing my black T at his anniversary party, he said. Oh, black tea, huh? I have a bunch of those. I said, no, you don't. Mm-mm. Yours are, pre- are are way more form-fitting than mine. Yeah, uh, that's right. Big I'm going to get him a couple of those oversized tees. I think he'll really like them. He sure will. Looking swag. Yeah, very uh, cool. And guys, you can too. When you go to ruleofthreads.com, you use promo code OOPS. That's going to get you 15% off your order. Ruleofthreads.com, promo code OOPS. Get going today. She, uh, one thing I do care about, though, is that I... I, I take pride in how prominent my veins are. Oh, yeah. I say to myself, I almost want them to say, oh, yeah, nice veins. They didn't even ask you to make a fist? Like, no, no. They didn't even ask me to make a fist this time. Oh, that's nice. And now I have a little uh, sort of PTSD about this because when I was in seventh grade, I had a septic ankle joint, which I've told you about, blood poisoning, the staph infection. Oh, yeah. And I became so sick from it that uh, my veins be really shrank and Ugh. i had to do so many blood tests and very often the nurses would miss the vein oh, God. and they just probe around in there just trying to and you end up with a big bruise a huge bruise but also just there's a, you know it's really really painful and i was a little boy do you always well. sorry what was that well the, the 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 end is that uh now i don't want even though my i like take take pride in how big my veins are i don't want the nurse to get cocky yeah, I, thinking, I always oh, try to profile so... my nurse, and it never works. Like, I can never tell who's going to do it good and who isn't. Right. I'm like, ah, based on the way she looks, and then it ends up being, like, the best one. No, really? No bruise, no, like, blood leftovers. Mm. Doesn't even hurt. But and there is a wide range, and you can never really tell, I found. I uh, A big part of it, too, is placing, you know, they put the little square of gauze, and then they put a Band-Aid over that. And the question is, are they careful enough to try to lay the band-aid down on the least hairy part of your arm interesting because many are not and the second that shit goes down you just know pulling this off is gonna suck why weren't you a better person is there is there a way for you that makes it less because for me like that's not there's no hair really on that area for me it's 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 you know they lay it here if they go oh, like right. that, it's fine. But if they go that way, that's hair right there. All that. I've never had the diagonal. It, they always just do it straight across for me. Here's the question. How long do you typically leave that Band-Aid with the gauze strip on? I like people to know that I've been in the trenches. So you leave it on for I want an, I want at least a couple of people to say, what happened to you? And then I can say, oh, I, I gave blood. I got my annual checkup. It's a little white lie, a little white blood cell lie. <laughs> I gave blood, not I had blood taken. <laughs> Check my cholesterol levels. <laughs> yeah, gay blood. No, I don't actually lie about it. But I like people. Is there? We've talked about this. Band aids, bandages. We have. It's it's manly. Oh yeah, yeah yes, it can be. It's Depends. cool. It's cool to have. I, a dude, wound. I don't know the the gauze with the little band aid is not super manly. Everybody anymore. knows what's going on there. I know, but it's just like it's like a little ball of gauze and a little band aid. I don't know, dude. One time, <laughs> when I was in um, middle school, I used to take, I, I took recess very seriously. <laughs> you know, because I needed it. 
I needed it so badly. You're like a husky. I would go out there and I would I would run around. <laughs> you need to run around. I needed to run around. You need to eat so, the couch when you get home so badly. <laughs> and one one year for my Christmas present, my mom got me a small first aid kit to bring to school because I was getting injured so often, running into things, cutting myself, skinning my knees, a lot of skin, knees, and elbows. Mm. Uh, that I needed to have that. But then one day I remember we were out at recess. I don't remember exactly what happened. This must have been fourth grade. And uh, I got a, I really skinned my knee. And so when I came in, I had been taught how to sort of, you know, wipe the knee and clean it a little. And I put, <laughs> I put a big thing of gauze and then sort of tape around it, effectively dressing the wound with at least... 400% of the dressing that I needed. Yeah, I, yeah. I really overdid it. You overdid it. And my teacher came up to me and said, pulled me aside and said, listen, Francis, it might be in your best interest to not use such large bandages because you're creating quite a stir. <laughs> what stir? Well, all Others the kids were... would come up and say, oh my God, what happened you're to like, you? Dude, you don't want to know. And then they, then it would ripple through the school. Oh, Francis really hurt himself on the slide at recess. <laughs> Stay away from that slide. I haven't sanded it in a while. Was there rabies in Maine? I'm sure there were. Like, did you guys get seminars about, uh, like, being aware of unusually friendly raccoons and to stay away from them or something? <laughs> <laughs> We used to learn, we used to hear about that all the time. I think it was we we had more more conversations about ticks. Okay, we had that too, and and Lyme disease. Yeah. than we did friendly records. <laughs> Dude, I know like so much more about Lyme disease than like the average person that I encounter. So shout out to my school for like really teaching us about it. Mm. I think it was more either my school or my mom or both. Like we're really that could have been it. Maybe my parents are from the city and we moved to the country and like. No one else's parents cared about ticks, but mine did. So, like, I'd come home and I'd get like strip searched, and like they'd look at my hair and every fold of my hair because apparently the deer tick is the one that has it, and they're tiny and all that shit. And then, like, everybody I encounter here doesn't know shit about ticks. I don't know a whole lot about Lyme disease, and I don't think a lot of people do. I don't think I do either. I Isn't just there no the cure for it? I don't think and so, it has yeah. such a wide really range of symptoms. You can't. You also can't really test positive, and it can ruin people's it. lives for years. Yeah, and it like will come back and be dormant and come yeah. back. Yeah, and it turns into a whole thing. Hey, man, guess uh, what pair of shorts I wore to my parents? Gee, Julio, what party. could it be? It could be bird dogs. Bird dogs. <laughs> That's the short to wear to any occasion, whether it's a, a fun wiffle ball outing filled with sushi and chicken piccata. <laughs> or uh, any other totally random coming together of wonderful things. I did. I woke up very early in the morning to move the car that we had borrowed from Hillary's sister. Mm. I had thought that our car had been towed, but it actually wasn't our car. It was somebody else's car who had parked on our street, not knowing that it was summer street day or whatever. Yeah. And everyone's running up and down the streets. So they towed everyone's cars. Oh my God. I then moved the car. I then Got Hillary a bagel to surprise her and a fresh squeeze of orange juice. Then we drove to Brooklyn where I bought cannolis. Then we drove all the way up to Connecticut. I then proceeded to give many different children piggybacks. They then demanded that Hillary accept a piggyback for me. 
I then give Hillary a piggyback, something she's never accepted. Apparently, all you need to get her to do something is have a five-year-old tell her to do it, and she'll do it. Before yeah. you know it, she was on my back, and guess what I was wearing this entire time? Bird, Bird dogs. dogs. <laughs> it's the short for Everything. whatever life is going to throw at you. It truly is the all-in-one camping tool of outer of, of active wear. It sure is. Dude. We love our bird dogs. I can't get enough of the shorts. The pants look so good as we sort of start to think about maybe heading towards fall. Uh, we love their joggers. They all have a built-in underwear liner that's super comfortable and makes it so you don't have to wear uh, boxers or briefs or whatever the hell you wear. Uh, guys, go to birddogs.com. Use promo code Oopsie, O-O-P-S-I-E. That's going to get you a nice little dad hat, we believe, with your order. Birddogs.com, promo code Oopsie. Fill it up. But spe- dude, speaking of seminars and talks, man, I'm, I was just that made me think about the school I went to, the middle school. The first time that the teachers had to sort of do the pr- first sex ed conversation. And, and I remember for the first time learning that um well actually i think it was the girls on the school bus that taught us that, okay. that, that the vagina had more than one hole ah you know that there was a hole for peeing and then there was a hole for birthing mm-hmm. and that i didn't believe them i just said no that you're wrong i think i remember telling the girls that were telling me this you've, you've you're mistaken Not really it would just i mean it was so mind-bending to me that the vagina was not just one all-encompassing hole. Yeah, but like, why? It doesn't. That seems like such an odd thing to take issue with. Like, why not? Like, there's a door to the house. That doesn't mean there aren't more doors within the house because there's one main door. You know. I just thought that me, the, like, oh, there's more what, holes in there. Right? You know, I, first of all, whatever diagrams I'd seen, I don't know. I, I, I think I just thought it was all. It all tumbled out of there. Everything, it was like one chasm, mm-hmm. <laughs> one corridor. One multi-purpose area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was interesting. Big revelation. And then the concept of them trying to teach us at what I would say might have been too early in age, but I, you know, girls having their period, mm-hmm. uh, because it's tough because... You have to almost sync that up with whichever girl has her first period, right? And girls start puberty right. at totally different totally, ages. Totally. And it, okay, it's possible that there's a girl in the class or a few girls that are starting to have their periods. It's time we sit everybody down and explain what this is. And I was fourth or fifth grade, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And I, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What is this? Yeah. I was as my stupid tiny little boy brain could not fathom that all of a sudden the girls were just going to be bleeding once a month. Mm-hmm. What what was I supposed to do? And that in in that same conversation, another one of the teachers had to bring up that there was some kid who was pooping in the urinals. <laughs> Did I tell you about that? In, that? in the same thing? Yeah, it was like we had this sort of sex ed conversation and then since it was just like, oh, this is sensitive topic time. By the way, everybody, it has come to our attention that there's a student using the boys' bathrooms who is defecating in the urinals. And this is not an indication of puberty. No. And we all looked at each other and we were like, what is it? What does defecating mean? Do not. What does that mean? And and the and first of all, the what a funny concept that somebody was finding a way to secretly go in there and shit in the urinals. 
or was so mistaken by the application of the urinal as to think that that was just a very shallow toilet. No, dude, that has vandalism right now. You think? Yes, nobody's that dumb, dude. You've been using the urinals for so many years. We were at such a young age. I know, but by fifth grade, you've now been introduced to the urinal for like five years. Suddenly, you're like, oh, man, this thing could have new meaning. I don't know. I think it maybe they thought it was sort of the drive through of the urn of the toilet. This is the speedy the one European student yes. who didn't know any better. Yes, yet. that's right. <laughs> He's I thought it was the bidet. Yeah. Um So all of that came at, at once and it was it was quite it caused quite a stir. <laughs> caused quite a commotion because it was a lot for our brains to handle. When we first got so yeah, we ha- I remember in fifth grade was the first time we had the little like side lesson from our same teacher. There wasn't like like when you, did you have any like uh, like the, did the language teacher have their own classroom at your school? Did we talk, we've talked about this before, but I forget. I think was, a, a lot have- of our classrooms were multi-purpose, but uh, for the most part, the main classrooms, main classes you had, that's where you went. Okay, so even elementary school where you were with the same person, and then once we got up to an age where we maybe bounced around a little bit, the Spanish teacher still didn't have his own room. He just had a little cart. Which what? Is- what? He had his own, he had a little cart. A and, cart? Yeah. And he'd show up. Was he like making tortillas on the side or something? <laughs> Dude, his whole class room was in the, this little cart. So he'd show up. What do you up. mean a cart? He had a little mobile station. Oh, he's here. Senor Arias is here. And you'd all gather around? No, he would just come and teach and administer the class, but he would go from room to room with his little cart. What, what was in the cart? <laughs> uh, the, diff- the different learning materials, books, uh, lessons. Wow. We would learn songs. Budget cuts uh, hit the old Spanish know, department I know, I know. extra hard. So anyway, there was that. But anyway, so the sex uh, first sex lesson was administered by the actual homeroom teacher. And he gave us like 20 minutes to laugh. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, all right, look at this. Get it out of your system. And I recall like the laughing period being over, but I was nowhere near done <laughs> with the laughter needed for the penis and vagina models and all the just the talk that was sure. coming. Uh, I think that's all I remember. But that is interesting. You mentioned that, like with the young puberty age thing. Like I remember our gym teacher suggesting deodorant when we were like ten, mm-hmm. and I was like, I probably didn't need deodorant until I was like fifteen, probably. Really? Yeah, dude. I was a little bit of a late bloomer. Not like super late bloomer, but like toward the back end of the spectrum of puberty. So like I didn't have armpit hair till like high school. Mm. Uh, so Deodorant wasn't scary for me, but uh, razors were. I was embarrassed. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, same. I remember having the concept like, of Dad. having to start shaving my face was embarrassing. No. Do you remember the first time you realized you might need to start using deodorant, getting BL or anything? No, like because that? it's mm. such a g- gradual. You're so enveloped by your own smell that. It's just with you all the time. I don't remember specifically. And it, I, th- I think I got ahead of it. You don't. You bec- each day gets 0.01% worse your whole life until all of a sudden, you know, you, you run into someone who's not met you before and says, that guy smells like garbage. No, until all of a sudden you're on the eve of your wedding and your hormones have shifted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> by the way, by the way, things have settled down. You're smelling all right? Yeah. That's a huge cooler too. Huge win. A little cooler, but I, I really think it's stress. I really think uh, my stress has subsided. Definitely helped to get super fucked up this weekend. Uh, I just like, drank my way out of it a little bit. It's really sad 
that I have such a good relationship with alcohol in that way too, <laughs> yeah. where I'm like stressed about something and then I'm like, ah, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? And then I'll like have a, I'll have a couple. I'll be like, ah, oh, dude, yeah, it's all good. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing. And I that stand I... by that. And then I hold that with me the next day. I'm like, oh, I was right. Yeah. Yeah. You can make really good resolutions when you're drunk. You can make really bad ones too. But I, I do believe in the sort of, uh, I think it's the Far East policy that many will not conduct any sort of business dealings until someone's uh, had, had a couple of at least a few drinks because a couple they, of Lago de Comos is in them. Yeah. They believe, <laughs> they believe that, uh, people are not honest and are not their true selves. You know, you can't, you can't hold on to some sort of false front. Right. If right. you've had a few drinks, it's harder. Uh, speaking, dude, speaking of, of, uh, Speaking of the Far East, um, that Chris had recommended this movie to me, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yeah. It's about a uh, Chinese family, uh, and then it becomes this whole thing. What I did not realize, have you seen it? I watched it. We watched the first 20 minutes. We were, loved it. We were falling asleep because we were so tired, but we very much intended to keep watching, and we just haven't. I enjoyed it. But we will. Everyone's raving about this movie. So, dude, what I did not realize, the main like sort of male actor in the movie is fucking short round from Indiana Jones. And this is the only role he's had since he played. Come on. I swear. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. I believe short round was his last role. And his voice is very similar. And bro, the guy fucking acts the hell out of this role. Wow. I guess he's still been in Hollywood, like doing stunts or something and like a variety of other things. That was the lowdown that I got from the person who told me. But anyway, for anybody who loved Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom... A big group of people out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. That's really interesting. I want to go back oh, back to childhood stuff. Okay. I was oh, thinking sure. about being a child, being bored, and filling your time. You know, Francis, I think that our serial conversation was pretty popular. Oh, yeah. It sure was. Um, Major hit with a lot of folks. I know. And I guess the updated part of that conversation is that now there are adult versions of your favorite childhood cereals. Yeah. The best place to find them is Magic Spoon. That's right. Magic Spoon makes the cereal that makes all those childhood memories and nightmares of not being able to eat the unhealthy one because yep. it was too much sugar, but because you didn't want, but also not wanting to eat the, the vegetable cereals, as I like to call them, because they were too healthy. <laughs> uh, Magic Spoon is that perfect blend of an incredibly healthy cereal that actually tastes like a treat. It's amazing. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Note, that darn honey nut flavor does have one gram of sugar. Mm. Francis, mm-hmm. only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb, as many Midwesterners might say. You can BYOB, build your own box. The nine available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are Cocoa Fruity Frosted, Peanut Butter Cookies and Cream Maple Waffle, Blueberry Muffin, Cinnamon Roll, and that rotten honey nut. Even more exciting, Magic Spoon just brought back their cereal bars. They were so popular that they brought them back permanently. It is perfectly convenient, on-the-go, companion for your cereal. Go to magicspoon.com right now, magicspoon.com slash oops, to grab a custom bundle of cereal. And be sure to use our promo code oops to check out to save $5 off of your order. Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember... Get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash oops and use the code oops to save $5 off. 
I, I very, very seldom do I find myself as an adult being that bored where I'm like, man, I'm bored. Uh, and as a kid, it happens to you all the time. And I'm trying to understand more that more. Is it just because you don't have any rights or freedom? Like you don't have any money. So you can't like do much. So I'm thinking about the shit we used to do at recess over and over and over again. And it was just so stupid. Like we'd spin the tire swing around and see who could like handle the inertia and not get nauseous. Just like when one guy was really good at, all right, like that was one thing we did. The other one, there was like this, uh, <laughs> there were hand, there were, uh, sort of arm hand, like on the, on this little bridge that led you to the main play area, there was a, and there was wood chips below. There was a bar that you could kind of hold on to, And below that bar was a bar below that bar was a bar, like a metal bar. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of the, of, you know what I'm talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. Like railings. Sure. What we would do is we'd stand against the railing when we'd hold it with two hands and propel ourselves over the railing with both hands without using any momentum and leap over it and land on the wood chips and do it over and over and over again for like an hour. Wow. So stupid. What well, a, like, how was that so fun just, for us? It's just activities, man. You know, it sucks. It sucks in a way that now it does take so much more for us to consider something fun. Yeah, but we, so I don't, I wonder, did we actually think that was that fun or we just had nothing else to do because we were being controlled? I think at that age, we'd never experienced the joy of drinking seven Negronis. We'd never <laughs> experienced the joy of, you know, betting on a Sunday football game of, you know, hooking up with someone for the first time, mm. like all of these things, which right. kind of blow, you know, ripping a bong whatever like right. blow Much better than jumping on the wood rail. chips yeah. out of the water <laughs> so it's all relative i mean if if we if we were monks let's say we'd grown up in a monastery right it would be nice on a with a very austere lot life Need, needing nothing and then one day the monastery burns down the head guy is discovered for being like a major insider trading ring or something and the whole thing just dissolves and we're let out into the world and the first thing we're doing as we're walking down the road to our new life wait okay but bro if, what if our monastery is like in the middle of the jungle like how are we getting out well of the let's jungle? say it's not in the middle of the jungle but it's just at the top of a hill that stands over a town i don't think mon i feel like most monasteries are fairly secluded Okay, fine. We we will eventually you encounter have, a town. You can definitely have some monasteries that are closer to population centers, for sure. There are monasteries in Tibet. Tibet is very secluded, bro. Nepal. I know, but I Kathmandu. don't... Kathmandu. They're just in the middle of the city. Monastery. Well, they might be overlooking the city. They probably I feel are. Like okay, they, okay, people fine. look up at them and they say, oh, look, there's the monastery. But it's, it's a 20-minute walk. There was one right next to my high school. There you go. A monastery? Yeah, we called okay. it Monk Nation. There you go. Monk Nation? And we'd run yeah. by Monk Nation. Okay. So they're they, not you all... live in a suburban area? I think you're thinking of Batman. No, dude, I'm not. Like, I was in my... I'm, I was where I am from this weekend, this past weekend, which we'll talk maybe more about this in the next episode. But we went to this area where there's this ghost town, and I realized that there's all these secluded religious retreats stuff. Like, there's a a place for people who want to become priests. My dad encountered mm. this group of young men and went over to talk to them, which was pretty funny. Oh, nice. And he learned that they were all becoming priests. Franciscan monks? Maybe. 
perhaps. The order of the Francis, yeah. It's probably, well, they weren't like, oh, I don't actually, I don't know if they were monks or not, but like they just were going to be priests. Interesting. The same thing. Well, I think there's all kinds of different monks, you know? I think there's different, uh, different types of religions have different monks. Okay. Right, because there's the, the the friars or the Franciscans, which I think is a branch of Catholicism or Christianity. Okay, but then there's monks within the Buddhist faith, Hinduism. Right, right, right. right? right. Yeah, no, I know about those. Uh, which, by the way, that's the best Chef's Table episode, John Kwan, about this monk. Cool. Who's like the best cook? It's a really good one. Yeah, season three, I believe. But right, I mean, my point is, you know, we we're monks. Monastery burns down because the chef leaves the food going too long it turns out he was also involved in insider trading so we are all disgraced very unmonkly and uh we, there's no we're we're so ashamed that we have no thought of going to find another monastery and hop in we're just done we're walking down the road right where what is this comparison again i'm sorry i've i've lost well, what are you comparing this to we're saying <laughs> we're saying that <laughs> The why did we find landing on the wood chips so fun? It was because we'd never okay, experienced okay, 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 okay. anything more fun that up to that point. Okay, but to be a monk, don't you choose? Don't you seek that life out, or are you born into that life? As a monk, you're like, I want to be. I want to have a simpler life and follow this new thing. Yes, but I don't know that every monk who goes into that life has had a life full of you know formula one races and okay, roller derbies and fun activities huffing paint <laughs> stealing yachts whatever up to that okay, point okay. I, um so we are those guys we're walking down the hill from our Monks. monastery by the way you really don't like this story do you i don't dislike it i just I, i'm wondering you don't like this life for us I don't dislike it necessarily. I was thinking actually if who would be better at it. I feel like ultimately you would end up like really leaning into the monk lifestyle. I think we have no choice. We're so bored that we just have to find fun in any way we can. Well, dude, they offer this these like retreats. I met this guy who did it where like you can go away for like three or four days and you're not allowed to speak once to anybody. Yes, yeah. Would you Silence. do that? Uh, I feel like you'd enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I would. Would we be, do you do them alone? No, there's others around. Sometimes you're not allowed to imagine we're not allowed to talk to each other, dude. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but that's where that's the kind of thing where I'd I'd like I'd (laughs) fart as loud as possible and look around to see if I could make you guys laugh. Things like that. It's not technically breaking my no speaking vow. Mm, True. And then if you guys laugh, you have lost. I might laugh, but it is funny now. I'm understanding the connection to childhood because that would have been quite funny. Yeah. In fourth grade. So we're walking down the hill from our burned down insider trading chef's table monastery (laughs) (laughs) and we we notice off to our left uh let's call it a a john james audubon society bird watching ah right and we say what's that what are they doing in there what are those devices that are holding up to their eyes with a cord around their neck huh never seen that before Never read about that in the pages of our holy texts. So we wander in, and someone hands us a uh, pair of binoculars, and we look. He points up into the tree, and we look up, and there's a, a speckled warb block, <laughs> rare, you know, Calphanasus aspenascius. 
<laughs> Latin name. You know, there's only 750 in the world, and it's so rare to see one this far east. Mm. And we just watch that bird for hours as it preens, cleans its feet, hops from one branch to the next. We walk out of there. You and I look at each other, and we say that was the best day of our lives. That's the most fun we've ever had. My God, we are going to have to come back here every single day. We are now bird watchers. Mm. Because that sensation, that experience is so new and novel to us. Interesting. As compared to our very austere life that we've led to that point, that uh, that's the most exciting thing. But then, you know, on our way out, out of the bird watching place, we see a McDonald's and we go in there and we have a happy meal. That's the next best thing. Mm. It's like, that's, that's what it is. Okay. Fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. 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 Cool. I think that works. Nice. Am I wrong? That works. I don't know that we needed all of that. <laughs> I still wonder I'm not if sure we needed that. I wonder if though, and granted you're a kid, so like you can't possibly have control yet. Mm-hmm. But like if you like having control of your destiny is what allows us to do more things. As a kid, you're just not allowed yet for whatever reason. You're, you know, I guess you're not ready yet. You're not developed yet. You're not ready to like use your, lose your, in a sense, you're not able to be responsible enough to deal with all this shit based on our culture, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the option to have more shit to do unless your parents allow you to. No, but I think it's all relative. To what? Meaning, okay, if you don't have more shit to do, then you pull out the puzzle that you've done 400 times and that's fun for you. Yeah, but because you, you don't have your own money, you can't drive to get more stuff to do. Right. So you, you make do with what you've got. Exactly. You have imaginary friends. You go out into the woods. You run around being chased by right. a tribe exactly. of people. You beat Sonic 2 again. See, but that's fun. Agreed. But You're talking... I didn't have video games. Ever? I got my first PlayStation, I think, late. Mm. Late in life. And, you know, I was extremely limited as to the amount of time that I could spend playing it. Okay. And... I, ah, man, I remember reading books, reading books, going into the woods, climbing trees, made a lot yeah, of forts. We made forts. I, I never, forts. I tended to sort of delegate. I didn't do the actual building. Of wow. The good for you. Charlie and Lee were more. Uh, you got other people to do the, the fort building? Yeah, I did. And How then. did you convince them? That- I, I just, they were better than me at it. Uh, they were handier. Classic. And then my brother we made to in order to join the group we sort of uh made him do initiation rituals and he's the only person who ever had to do them i feel kind of guilty about that sounds now. like you were weren't that bad psychologically though. manipulative at a very young age now my brother wanted to join the 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 you know whatever it was and we just made up a few things that he would have to do in order to join huh. we had our own little song uh but we also spent time in the woods yeah uh, and it was fun i remember being in the woods my friend and I, Jeff, and he was real. Uh, <laughs> we we developed what we called the hacking club. What was that? Where we would go into the woods and we would find a, a piece of wood that was really sharp, and then we would use that piece of wood to knock down other pieces of wood. Oh wow, that's the, fun. Like dead trees. You know, we would hack down trees. That's fun. And we would we would just pound at them until we could push them over at which point we would yell 
timber. Nice. And then get out of the way, run, watch them come crashing down, big pile of dust. Did you ever have the, if a tree falls in the woods and no one saw it conversation? No, I wasn't uh, aware of such a Zen idealistic thought Mm -hmm. as that at that age. Mm -hmm. I was reading Harry Potter. Very nice. Very nice. Not Dante's Inferno or wherever the fuck that's in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I remember we'd have like family or family friends from like the city come up like from Brooklyn or whatever. And they'd be like afraid to go in the woods. They'd be like, I don't want to go in there. And we'd be like, why? And they'd be like, oh, there's like bobcats in there. And we're like, no, there's no bobcats in there, dude. There might have been. No, there weren't. It's funny. Dude, it's funny that, but we had like people from my town had the same fear of New York City. It's Mm. just so funny how like the unknown is so scary to people when neither are scary. Can I tell you a funny story? Sure. About bobcats? Yeah. Dude, so I was watching that uh, Woodstock, the second flight of the Woodstock 99 documentary. It's I, almost like... <laughs> I tried. Yeah, you weren't, you didn't, couldn't get that no, in I it. didn't love it. Yeah. I'd already seen the first one and it was all very redundant. I know, it's wild that they just are like, let's make the same thing at the same time. I also felt like, I, it made me realize that when I watched the first one, I was troubled by some of the things I saw. Oh yeah, troubling And for therefore sure. I didn't really want to revisit that. I didn't do I'll tell you what, those kids at Woodstock 99, they were not smoking diagrass. No, they were <laughs> not. <laughs> and if they had been, they would have been way more chill. That's right. You know, chill yeah. out all summer long with diagrass, man, because it's just too nice to be couch locked. Yeah. They'll mellow you out while keeping your head clear and ease away the stress of the day. Right. It's too nice out to be too damn high. Yeah. Period. It really is. And dad grass is not going to make you light stanchions on fire or create <laughs> mosh pits that include thousands of people. It's not going to have you dehydrated. Yeah. It's not going to make you want to punch someone because you're listening to Limp Biscuit sing break stuff. Exactly, Francis. Exactly. Not to mention, unlike vandalizing private only owned property, dad grass is legal and it's organic hemp. <laughs> It's organic hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Dadgrass CBD products are made with 100% organic hemp that's easy to dose, and and uh, the effects come on smooth. Enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your doorstep. And Dadgrass CBD products are made, uh, like I said, with the best stuff. And they also have a delicious tincture. You can drop it under your tongue. They have mongrass. They have a variety of products. See what works best for you. Go to dadgrass.com slash oops to check out their products. Uh, right now, Dagrass is offering our listeners 20% off of your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash oops. Go to dadgrass.com slash oops for 20% off of your order. That's dadgrass.com slash oops. So a friend of mine who's a doctor told me a story about how um, he had treated a patient that had crazy, crazy lacerations all over his arms. And this guy, you know, had a nice house. But he had a lot of chickens, and they were his pride and joy. Lots of chickens, probably 30 or 40 chickens. One day he came home from work, and he saw a bobcat had murdered like 30 of the chickens. Oh, my God. And in a crime of passion, he went after the bobcat with his bare hands and killed it. Oh my God, that's sick. I think he did that thing that King Kong does to the T-Rex in Kong Skull Island <laughs> what or whatever. He, what he, he took its jaws oh, and just broke its face open. Oh my God. Uh, I think that's what he did. But in the process, he 
you know, got bitten a dozen times. Oh my God. But he loved those chickens so much that he just couldn't help himself. He didn't go get a gun, which he had. Oh. He didn't get a shovel. Just want- killed it with his bare hands. Just went after it, jujitsu against a bobcat. That's crazy. How big are bobcats? They're not as big as you'd think, That's but they're okay. no joke. Right, right. They're very live. They squirrely. Say- they say that encountering a mountain lion is not something you want to do. I don't no. think they're the same thing. But sometimes, like, names for things will just be the same thing. Like, I'll be like, oh, like, what? Like, right. a, like an osprey is just a hawk that, like, lives near the water. Like, near salt water. But it's a hawk. It's still, a specific, right? no, it's a bird of prey. It's a, so are hawks. Yes, but Isn't not all. Kind of hawk? It, it not not a hawk? all birds of prey are hawks. I know, but I think like I, I remember reading. I'm, I'm sure I'm probably. You wrong might be about right. This. You might be right that an osprey is a hawk, it's but I wouldn't hawk. have known that. But sometimes, like for example, puma versus ocelot, lynx. Right. What is fucking what? Like, is a bobcat one of those, or bobcats? These are anything? all different species. They're all different. But things. they're in the cat family. Dude, I saw catus cutus. I saw a coyote. Oh, which our pal Peter Fowler has told me is the way you say it. If you were to go to Arizona and call it a coyote, apparently, people would think you were like a huge pussy. So you need to say coyote. I feel if, you go, like, if you go in there and say coyote, people would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm, That's okay. what he said. I don't know. All right. May or may not be true. Where'd you see that? I saw a coyote in Griffith Park in LA on a trail. And dude, this thing was did such coyote-like behavior. It saw me and it saw that I saw it. And it very... Like sneakily and softly, kind of dipped back into the shadows. Ooh, that dipped is into the shadow. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, coyote. Can I say though that I do prefer coyote? <laughs> it sounds nice, right? It feels to me more uh, like the first people's way of saying it. But at least I know how to fit in now. If I were to encounter some Westerners, but do you want to fit in? It depends. My 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 nature would probably make it so that I would. That's so non-Julio to me. I think you are somebody who is... I like to fit in. You are you, who you are. That may be true, but I still feel like I can perhaps win over these this new group of people by using their terms. Uh, Since I don't feel that strongly about coyote versus You don't feel coyote. that strongly. You feel strongly. I think I would probably go to Arizona and say coyote, and then they would laugh at me, and they would say, it's coyote around here. And I would say, well... You have your way, and I have mine. That's really nice. That's a nice way to do that, too. Do you think that you could... Um, They'd probably respect you more for that. Do you think that if you ran into a mountain lion and had to fight it with your bare hands, you could succeed? Probably not. I'm wondering... You think it would kill you? I don't know what would happen, but as it ran towards me, I would try to like kick it, I guess, in the face or something. I think you pick up some rocks. I think you got to get oh, some really? rocks going. Yeah. But then it might bite. Then it might grab onto my ankle with its mouth if I tried to kick it. Like I, they're pretty strong. They ones, are, right? and they're biting, and it hurts a lot. It's hurt hurts like hell. But if you can keep your wits about you, now it's attached to you, mm-hmm. and I think you do an MMA move. I think you kind of get chokehold. You get it, get it around its, you know, on its back, choke that shit out break its neck i don't know i i might do that thing i've seen videos of guys scaring bears away where they get up big and they go no bear go away bear yeah don't you do that bear bear and then they go away i'm not fucking with i would much rather encounter a uh but in this scenario you have no choice bobcat or a mountain lion i would rather take on a bobcat or a mountain lion than a bear yeah i think 100 percent. right you have to yeah you have to get some kind of sturdy stick 
but you can keep your distance from it. Some sort of right? spear. Yeah. For, for a mountain. I think for a bear, yeah, you just have to do the get big thing. Yeah. Get bigger, die trying. Mm-hmm. This is the MO I had for my wedding until about a month ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, that'll do. That'll do, pig. What do you got coming up? That'll oh, we got Facts with Ryan. Facts do. with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Were they lying or are they dying to the mountain lion? Facts oh, with Ryan. Oh, shit. All right. Quite a bit. Start off with Buzz Lightyear. He was based off of a G.I. Joe character. <laughs> ah, fun fact. Didn't know that. Fun. No um, unless you're having a Jack and Jill bridal shower, the groom does not generally attend until maybe afterwards to say thank you, mm -hmm. as most of the gifts are also for him. Very nice. Gladiator came out in 2000. It's two hours and 35 minutes long. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long movie. Briefly mentioned gas station sex pills. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, very, right. very briefly. A couple brands, Rhino Bighorn and Power Zone. Uh... <laughs> Is it Mount Sinai? Sinai. Sinai. Mount Sinai uh, was founded in September of 2013. Wow, is that new? I thought it was. Mm. I thought it was much. Older. We're talking. We're not talking about like the biblical reference. I think there's a Mount Sinai in the Bible, right? We're talking about the New York area medicine Correct. branch mm. hospitals. Uh, for white blood cells, you can grow more by taking multivitamins that have B12 and folate. Oh, shit. So, That's you. That's me, baby. You need to get on that. I'm worried about that. you. I need to get on that. Thank if you. caught at an early enough stage, Lyme's disease can be cured with antibiotics. Um, so I was looking up uh, metal railing. Yes. I, was I was searching for the type of one that you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Everything led me to a playground website. The only way you're able to get one of those pieces of equipment is if you buy a playground in bulk. And the K73806B <laughs> playground model is quoted between twenty and $25,000. Oh, my God. And that's for older groups, 5 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> a priest is ordained. A monk is not. You were correct on Chef's Table. It's a season three episode called A Guide to the Stars. <laughs> Nice. Bobcats are generally 15 to 30 pounds. And then uh, hawks and eagles are part of the accipitrade? Accip... Accip... The genus? Tried. Accipitridae family. And the osprey is part of the panid... Pandonidae family. Got it. There's yeah, different the families. Different families. Well, both birds of prey... But I, 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 yeah, I, it, the, did you Google is an osprey a hawk? They're not. They're not. They're not. There They're completely different families. You have to put that in the wind column for old Francisco. We, um, well, it's a wind column for truth, and 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 facts with Ryan. <laughs> That's what we. Need That's to do what here. we need. Yeah. It's about clarifying. I mean, I say a lot of nonsense on this podcast. Uh, uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, September fifteenth, the at the stand. I doubt there are tickets left still, but if there are. Get some. Uh, that's going to be really fun. Then October 20th in Charlotte at the Evening Muse. November 12th in Ann Arbor at the Blind Pig. Tickets on my website, nowhoolio.com. Damn, awesome. Uh, I'll be at uh, the Comedy Zone in Sh in Charlotte and Greenville in North Carolina. Uh, September 29th to the 31st. I hope to see so many of you there. I have tickets for that. FrancisElse.com. Thank you.